Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Today, I want to talk about reputation and referrals. You know what it's like when you're in business and you need to refer people to other people, other professionals, other, you know, people that can help them. I know as an accountant, you know, one of my roles was, as I saw it, to help find a bookkeeper, to help find a financial planner, to help find a lawyer. I even had someone asking me for a referral to a dentist. I know, strange, but that the person was new in town and wanted some advice as to who was local, who who I'd recommend as as a dentist, needed some dental work done. Any one of those, and it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, but if someone asks you, to refer them to someone, it's your reputation that's on the line. If that person does a great job, fantastic. Your reputation is maintained, your integrity and quality of service, your professionalism, if you're a professional, that is maintained. But when a referral goes sour, when something goes wrong, when the person doesn't do the job very well or doesn't communicate or, or takes a long time to get things done, you know, doesn't get the result the person was hoping for, then the egg ends up back on your face because you're the one who referred. And I've just recently been massively let down by someone I've referred people to. I've referred people to this person for many years and lots of people and usually the job's pretty good. But in this particular case, there's no communication, the job is way, way behind, kind of just completely dropped the ball. And I'm the one with egg on my face. I'm the one that's backpedaling. I'm the one who's having to have the conversation with the person I referred and tell them how disappointed I am and how frustrated I am that the result is not what I expected it to be. And, you know, I know what the implications are. I understand the implications and I'm not happy about it because it's not the way that I do business. So just thinking about what does that do then to your business? Because what it does is it changes the you in the mind of your client or customer. So the person that you're asked for the referral who has thought highly enough of you to ask your opinion, to ask for your advice and recommendation, now their view is slightly tainted. Slightly tainted, could be significantly tainted, depending upon what the circumstances are. But now you've got a different relationship. So the relationship that was strong 
has now had a bit of a ding in it. And you've got to work a way through that. But from a one-on-one -on -one perspective with that particular person, and sometimes you may not even know that there was something that went wrong. And I know over the years, yes, I'm going to dob you financial planners in, but a lot of financial planners would come knocking on my door, asking for referrals. It was like bees around a honeypot. Them thinking that I had this great accounting practice, which I did, that I needed to refer people to financial planners, which I did, and then I would just give it to them, refer to them. I knew nothing about them. A lot of these people made no effort to build a relationship with me. It was, you know, just sort of that awful, you know, secondhand car salesperson type view. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone there. I hope I'm not. But I just, the problem was I needed to give them one client to give them a trial, but I didn't want to damage my relationships with my clients by giving someone a trial and them to not do a good job with it. So how do you handle that? What do you do? Because the ultimate problem is that, as I say, you may or may not know that the referral hasn't worked very well, but whether you do or you don't know, the chances are it's going to actually impact your dollars. Because somewhere down the track, that chink in the armor, that dent in the relationship, is going to just kind of widen. They're going to start to find other reasons perhaps why maybe it's time to move. Maybe you've lost your your luster, your your you know, the thing that made them uh, attracted to you as their advisor or their client, their supplier or whatever it is. And that is where the problem lies. Because sometimes what that means is they go and seek advice somewhere else. They go and see, seek their, their supply somewhere else. You know, I was recently talking to someone in the manufacturing or product, they have things manufactured. And the challenge is in the quality of the manufacturer, making sure that that quality is good because, again, it's their brand, it's their reputation on the line. So what, who are you dealing with? Who are the, what are the moving parts in your business? Who are they? They may even be inside people. Could even be staff, your team members who aren't performing at the level and are letting down your clients or customers. It's a holistic view. You've got to look at it from quite a, a, a wide angle. But it's about working out what the, what's happening, making sure you've got your finger on the pulse of that and then identifying is that having an impact on your business? Does it mean that you're losing some customers or clients? Does it mean that they're not coming to you as often? You know, they're slightly starting to pull back on, on the services or products they're buying from you. Is it having an impact on the money you're making, your profit, your income? Is it having an impact on your cash flow? You know, they're now paying later. Like all sorts of little things that can come into play as a result of a referral that hasn't quite gone quite right or a service or a delivery that's not quite happened the way it is, where it should have. 
And I think the worst thing as a business owner, and unfortunately I've had to do it a few times, is having to go basically cap in hand in my case to a client and apologise because a team member or an outside resource that we've recommended hasn't performed. And I've had to do that quite recently with one. And this person I know has been let down by these people and these types of people in the past. And I kind of promised that I would deliver and we would do a great job. And now I'm there with egg all over my face again, bitterly, bitterly disappointed and frustrated with what's happened. And it's, my hands are tied, but I need to do something about it. And, you know, decisions are now being made in relation to what's going to happen moving forward because this can't continue. You can't allow that to just go on. You've got to nip it in the bud and find a way to around it. Find a way to then make sure that your client or customer is happy and do the best to repair the relationship. So one of the things on that is, I say, is coming back to, of course, for me, the numbers because it will have an impact. And it's knowing what your numbers are and how you can interpret them to see what's happening. Because you may find that in some cases, the reason business isn't doing as well as you think may have something to do with the quality of what you're delivering. And that is something that you may well be able to control or it may be out of your control. But either way, your business needs to know where it's going, you need to know where it's going and what it's going to look like and project and plan for the future. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.